0: Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Bringing you some sports and some nonsense. Who's
1: ready for some football? Let's ride. Ball Bros Podcast. Guys, we've been doing this for a month. That's crazy. Time flies. I I mean, we are closer to 500 uh, starts, downloads than we are zero. Hey, that's... In a month? Consistency. It's very exciting. You just got to stay consistent,
2: put your mind to it, and, you know, have an audience. And the audience is there, and we appreciate
1: all you. This is our 15th episode Mm. in a month.
0: Yep, and we just want to keep churning them out. So let's um, let's get even more and get a little bit better every month as we go on so we can bring better content to everyone out there that's listening. We got a lot to talk about today. Where should we start?
2: I mean, it was week two in the NFL. An absolute barnstormer of a couple of games out there and a couple of questionable games you know as far as fantasy purposes go there was a lot of absolute monster performances mm-hmm. but there are also some duds out there a lot of dud running
1: backs now
0: yeah yeah we were looking at it earlier and there was only a handful of running backs that scored over 20 points it's alarming I mean, it, there was the disparity between the top three and the next like five to ten we just haven't we don't see that very often
1: yeah, there's definitely been a little bit of a shift. I don't know if it was it's touchdown regression at the beginning of the year for running backs, if just wide receivers being so good that they don't even need to run the ball right now, or I is mean, Jalen Hurts stealing the, all the rushing touchdowns? The
2: NFL has transitioned into a whole different game style. You're talking about super pass heavy. The quarterbacks are more athletic than ever. So, right. you know, I definitely, you know, your argument with Jalen Hurts, you got the Josh Allen's, the Kyler Murray's, Lamar, Lamar obviously. So, yep. you know, the game has definitely shifted and it, the wide receivers are almost more valuable now than a running back. And it's crazy.
1: Well, since we're already talking about guys who are, you know, running quarterbacks are a little bit dinged up, let's get to the biggest news of the week. And that's Trey Lance's season is yeah. done hate to see that for him. Yeah. It, was, it was really a weird play if you look back on it. Second
0: drive of the game. Yeah. And maybe not as big impact on a redraft league, but fan, yeah, dynasty, it really hurts. Because he's probably your starting quarterback in in most case scenarios. And we, will, I wanted to see how what he was going to do. I mean, yeah. we hyped him up earlier in the year as, I don't want to say a potential MVP candidate, but we were really excited to see yeah. how he was going to do in a full year. Definitely a fantasy sense. MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I I really wanted to see what he was going to do, and it really it sucks to see him out for the season.
1: I think Garoppolo helps the fantasy options, but it's mm. hard to even talk about the fantasy aspect of <sighs> it when yeah. Trey Lance hasn't played a full season yeah. since like 2018 Yeah,
0: at any level. It's scary. Like you said, I think Garoppolo, you know, you probably do see an uptick now in, in Debo, back to probably getting where he was a little bit more last year. So. Yeah,
1: he could hit those eight touchdowns on the ground again for sure. Yep. Yep, for fantasy
2: purposes alone, you just hit the nail on the head with Debo. You know, those out there, we were talking about a regression from him.
1: You probably won't see that now. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, big news there. Is there any more news that we need to talk about? We're just hoping that Michael Pittman comes back next week for the yeah. Colts. Same yeah. thing with Alvin
2: Kamara.
0: Both I will of them. say, um, mm-hmm. not injury-related, but uh, Mike Evans gets the suspended. And then that whole Tampa Bay offense sure. is just in shambles right now. So. Yep. That's something to keep an eye out for. Maybe a, a Russell Gage, Scotty, Scotty Miller, Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. we're digging deep That's in, what the, I'm in saying, the basket like, for those. These are bottom barrel guys. If you have to pick one up, then maybe go for one of those guys. I'd be really worried if Tom Brady is my starting quarterback in
1: any league. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: It's not a good scenario, but at the end of the day, you all – Repeat that sentence. At the end of the day, you have Tom Brady as your starting QB, mm. and he's going to get right. the job done at all levels, what, no
1: matter who it is that he's throwing it to. So That's the plan, right? That's silver lining, at least. So I want to go ahead and uh, let's get into a new segment called Made Up My Mind. Who wants to start? You want to start, Drake?
0: Yeah, so this is kind of just through week two. I don't care if we're wrong at the end of this. This is right now who I think I made up my mind about, and it's going to be a rookie Drake London. Didn't think he was going to be this good coming, especially with Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball, and Kyle Pitts being there. But this dude looks legit. He does look legit, and he's getting a lot more targets
1: than Pitts. I mean, last week he had targets? twelve. Yeah, That's and a two point conversion. Right.
2: I don't know if it's the lack of like a Cordero Patterson. You know, his he wasn't very effective in that game, so you know that I think did have a little bit of an impact. But you know, you're up against the Rams defense. You know, mm-hmm. the main guy on him. You know, maybe wasn't Jalen Ramsey the whole time. But, you know, it it was a very impressive performance for Drake London. Definitely the kind of performance that, you
1: know, gets you really excited about the future for him. Right. He's making plays at 21. And, you know, having such a young breakout age, the ceiling is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, you know, with him, I think you mentioned earlier, and obviously he gets draws comparison to to Michael Pittman, but Mm -hmm. he's already... Above where Pittman was his first couple games, and Absolutely. I know it's early, but like we said, this is a team that should be behind every game and should be throwing the ball a lot, and that just bodes well for him.
2: Yeah, and it should be boding well for Kyle Pitts, <laughs> but three, <laughs> he
0: had three targets. Yeah, that's
2: not yeah, talk. That's about not that getting. That. To, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about him later. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about him later. Uh, Sandy's the Neusers. next guy. Uh, this just sickens me, dude. It makes me sick to my stomach that I drafted <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott hmm. in my third round, and. It it's terrible because you know he's not injured. Dak being out doesn't help the case by any by any means. But when you have Tony Pollard getting all the work mm. and being very efficient, that really I think is the writing on the wall. And if you're a fantasy owner of Zeke, you know of Zeke, especially you know d- definitely in a redraft, it's scary because you used a high pick for him. You know, dynasty you can kind of get away from that because at the end of the day he's probably. Not your number one option? Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, for a redraft, he's a nightmare. He's the Antonio Gibson 2.0 this year.
1: He's got 105 rushing yards this year. He's got 52 and 53 in back-to-back games, and he's not efficient. He's not scoring. So it's really a super concerning position to be if you're Dallas, and especially in fantasy. I mean, what can you do? Is he a flex? Yeah, I mean, if if you're talking about Ezekiel
2: Elliott in a standard league Oh, yeah. It he's may not look five, so
0: bad. He's getting five points. Yeah. That's yeah. all.
1: Yeah.
2: It wouldn't look so bad, but...
0: That still looks pretty bad. If, if he's your if he's your rudder back, yeah. too, that's still hurting you massively. Yeah. Again, and, for
2: me personally, and I know a lot of people out there, he was probably around a third, fourth yeah. round pick, probably so RB2. it hurts. Yeah. It really does sting as a fantasy owner that knowing that you could have gone with a lot of other options... Yeah. And being that it's the name that carried him that helped his draft status. Right. But I'm just really I'm, – I'm not happy with him whatsoever. Tony right.
1: Pollard getting 16 attempts, like nine attempts on the ground, seven targets. That's not going away anytime soon either.
0: Yeah, and the, those targets scare me too because Zeke, you know, he's always been a, a ground guy and a real running, rushing yards hog. But he was always getting four or five targets every game just to bolster those stats enough. And he's received two targets and one reception in both games. That's conservative. For negative yardage, keep yeah. in mind. That, he just doesn't look explosive anymore.
1: Yep. We literally have more receiving yards than Zeke. So You know who <laughs> is up near the top of the league in yards right now?
0: And this is a guy you could have drafted over Zeke? Who is it? I'm in Ross St. Mm. Brown. Yep.
1: Where did he get mm. drafted in our league?
0: Oh, God.
2: In a redraft Way league, Amon Ross-St. Brown, didn't he go around, was it the 6th or 7th or
1: even later? Regardless, he's the Cooper Cup of this year. No matter how really? many times we we're asking people all season or all offseason, like, Is DJ Chark going to come in here and take mm. some targets away? Is TJ Hawkinson going to be healthy? Why? Do, what What were we scared of? Because look at what he's done for the last 10 games or 8 games. He's 12 breaking targets. NFL records. Consistent.
2: You know, that might be my one my one flaw this off season was I traded him away in dynasty In dynasty. And I regret that looking back on it because I thought I was so used to the fact that, Hey, he was going to see that regression. Oh, there's no way he's going to keep this up. And he straight pick. shut me up. You well,
0: know? and I think for me, it wasn't even about questioning his talent. It was, is this offense? This offense, I don't think any of us expected it to be this efficient. The most points in the league right now. I it's mean, f- did offense. we think that we would say that before the year that the Lions would be the number one scoring offense in the NFL for two weeks? I
1: don't know. Before week one, we th- we knew they were going to have a big game, but it's mainly because we thought they were going to be losing so bad. Yeah, exactly. They were
0: kicking Washington's ass. Yeah, they they look good. The the, the offense looks amazing. Now, when Jamison Williams comes back. Does that take anything away no. from Ramada? I think it makes I, them both. I think it higher. makes it a
1: much more fun offense. I too. think
0: that that offense, if Jameson Williams comes in and does what they think he's gonna do, and if he even comes close to getting like Garrett Wilson type of production, that offense is gonna be scary. There's a lot of green on the stat line for
1: um Amon Raw right yeah. now. And I don't think that's going away. Next week, Minnesota. Look what Minnesota looked like last night.
0: Yeah. I mean, he. I don't see him. He's not going to score forty every game. But man, if he keeps getting double digits targets, then yeah, he should be starting in your lineup every single that,
2: week. That's the biggest common trend when you're looking at a top level wide receiver or the targets.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Could it, care less about the two touchdowns. You're not yeah. going to get that every game, but if he's no. seeing 12 targets, he has the potential to be scoring you 15 points every game, which I is I think what you he's
1: want. top 10 every week the rest of the year oh. in terms of how we should be ranking him, wow. not how he'll finish, but yeah. how we should rank him because we got to take him serious at this yeah. point. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's turning himself
2: into a next year redraft being a, you know, within a top top 2, top yeah. two, top two round. round yeah. yeah. That is
1: yeah. crazy. Up there with the likes like Tyreek Hill.
2: Yeah, and,
1: and that's he he's earned every bit of it that's right so should we start talking about some more studs Mm. i would love to we had a we had a really fun week for (laughs) fantasy
2: um jake you go ahead and get started what
0: was Uh, your first guy just a ridiculous week in in fantasy and in, in real life football just surprises that we did not see coming one of them was that the browns and jets game which was ridiculous insanity literal insanity and garrett wilson Eight of fourteen targets for a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Can we just
2: reverse that for a second? That that Cleveland Jets game. Cleveland was winning thirty to seventeen with a minute thirty four left.
1: It should have been over. Chubb scored that touchdown and that was it. Because they gave so, the ball right? back to him. They could have kneeled it out. They really could have. Yep. Corey you're Davis not thinking thinking good. a bomb. You're not thinking <laughs>
0: that when you see literal end zone and to go up by right. multiple scores, so you can't blame Chubb on no. that. But, yep. but that's me and my close. dad watched the ending to this game, and it's just one of those where you're like, it can't happen, but you see it, and you're like, it's going to happen. Because it's, it's the Browns. And, like, once they recover that onside kick, you're like, game's over. And, I mean, the Jets have an elite quarterback playing right <laughs> right, now. They right, got right, Joe yeah. Flacco. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, just elite, dude. He's top three. <laughs> but going back to, to the stud, like, this dude, a rookie, he got an official breakout in his second game. I mean, just ridiculous. 14 targets in a Jets offense is foul. That's yeah, absolutely right.
2: Absolutely amazing,
0: you know. He was
1: burning guys on the end zone too. I mean, rookie on rookie, absolute assault. Crime for that first touchdown. I,
2: I will note if you go back to our pre-draft special, I did think Garrett Wilson was probably the besides. I think him and Alave were my two number one, and then Drake London. Those were my top three. And I took a,
1: I took Alave over Wilson. Yeah,
2: I mean, Garrett Wilson is not a bad pick, and you know, this was, you know, I don't want to overreact over one game, because week one, he was, you know, he was solid, yeah. For but an you know, week two, he blew it out of the water,
1: and he that's incredible. He so smooth, mm. and that was my only thing that I didn't think that he had over Alave. Mm. I mean, two Ohio State guys, I thought Alave right. was a smooth one, and this was the wild one. Right. If you look at last week, I mean, Alave looked insane running down the field, trying to catch up to Jameis's
0: five-yard overthrows every play. I can't believe this this rookie wide receiver class that we're already seeing, how good mm-hmm. they are. I kind of thought it was going to be a down year, and they're kind of all proving me wrong on that.
1: That's right. So let's talk about our next guy. I want to talk about Tua.
0: Tank for Unbelievable.
1: Tua. Unbelievable. Six touchdown passes, 50 attempts, 469 yards. Who would have thought Tua? Yeah. I'm not even going to say his last name. <laughs> Tag of Viola. Yeah. I thought that's what it was, but you yeah, know what? Yeah. I didn't want to mispronounce it,
2: but who would have thought this man would come out here and do that type of thing? And you know, it's a statement. Is that, does that say how, how good Tyree Hill is? Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: It's more of a testament to Waddle and Hill and McDaniel than Tua, yeah. in my opinion. But whole Tua offense, is the guy to put it together. I mean,
0: they're in that line, I mean, signing Armstead, probably the best free agent, you know, offensive lineman, like that line is giving him time. I saw a, a video on Twitter. You all see that one where it was like the guy mirrored it. Yeah. And showed him oh throwing the right hand throws, and it made it me, looks it, made so me good. it made me view him in a little bit different of a light. Now, obviously, he scored 13 points the first week, albeit against New England. So I don't know if he's going to be that top five guy every single week. That was
1: a weird game because they just they were up 20 to nothing right. and finished 20 to seven, and that was McDaniel just trying to outcoach Belichick.
0: They have a couple fun games coming up. I mean. Buffalo and Cincinnati, that's, that's going to be two fun games.
1: I'm not excited for him against Buffalo. Next week, I think, will be rough, but everything mm. after that.
0: Unfortunately, he probably does fall back down the earth. Uh, but. but six touchdowns. I mean, six touchdowns is crazy yeah, in general. That's a, so. that's
2: a big standard to set for yourself. Yeah. This so, is a ceiling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. This might be one of the best performances of his career. You mm. know, I sure hope that he has better. Six
1: touchdown games don't come too but often. They don't. Not and, to uh, mention 469 yards. I bet nice. a lot of people probably had him on the bench, too.
2: Right. That's a sad thing. Yep. Absolutely. Most people did. If you had that stack,
1: though, with Tua and Tyreek, oh you Waddle. probably what if you had won Waddle? your fantasy week.
0: What if you had Waddle, too? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Who's the next wide receiver?
0: My
2: favorite, my man, Stephon Diggs, baby. Yeah, he's Feast a monster. He, he really showed why this, you know, of course, injury, super unpredictable, but... At the break, he's going. Stephon Diggs has no reason to not be wide receiver one this year.
1: I mean, he has a disgusting 122 and 148 yards in the first two games of the year. I mean, Three touchdowns in the last game.
0: He's one overall. And I think last year, it was he had such a disappointing season and still finished seven overall. I had him on my team last year, and I was like, I was pissed. And we he still finished seven every year. disappointed. I was pissed that he only finished seven overall. And now are we seeing him come back to form? Yeah, I
2: think, I think so. that's the best stack in a league right now. If you're mm. at the statement I heard during the game last night, you have your franchise quarterback. He sure as hell found his franchise wide receiver. That's right. So, yep. You know, it doesn't matter what Gabe Davis does, what Isaiah McKenzie does, what Dawson
1: Knox does. Diggs. Stephon Diggs is the yeah. guy. He's guy. He's that dude. He's him.
0: He is him. Absolutely. Right.
1: Who's our next guy?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go actually, Gerald Everett, a little tight end action. Who may or may not be even a starter on your team.
1: I love it. I've been calling him calling the Gerald Everett yeah. train for like two weeks now.
0: Yeah, and I drafted him in like the last round of our redraft league. He was Six for 10 targets, which is amazing for a tight end in that offense. 71 yards, so no touchdown, but back-to-back weeks of 14 and 13 for he a tight end. He could have had That's exactly what you yeah. want. That's literally all you can ask for from a tight end. You probably drafted in one of the later rounds. Next three games look beautiful as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean,
2: Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. and Cleveland. Those should be all games that he could be very well utilized. I mean, Gerald Everett's a guy I immediately went out and picked up in every league that he wasn't drafted in. Yep. Because why not? You know, as far as tight ends go, you don't need the guy that's gonna be flashy and get you twenty points like your Kelsey, maybe mm. your Mark Andrews, you know. Well if you did you pay a premium for him. Yeah. So for a guy like Gerald Everett, you could have waited super late or even picked him up in yeah. waivers and you look at him now. You know, he's a top five tight end. Right. So. Especially
1: if Keenan Allen's gonna yeah. he's gonna if he's out again, go ahead and be fully confident in Gerald Everett. Yep, Sandy is your next guy.
2: My next man is going to be Nick Chubb.
1: Love it. Three touchdowns.
2: Now, I am going with the guys that are definitely top-heavy with their, you know, certain weeks. I mean, he was RB1 this week. Right. And for a good reason. You know, we, we talked about it. That was a crazy game as it was, but three touchdowns. And the yardage wasn't huge, but that's usually the opposite. You know, Nick Chubb's right. definitely a yard guy. So, to see him pop off for three touchdowns is really refreshing.
1: You know, you won't see that every week, but, you know, he definitely earned my stud of the week. We're uh, going to talk about the Browns later for Thursday Night Football, and I have some questions about Nick Chubb for you later. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to answer those.
0: Nick, who's your next one?
1: Kirk. Christian Kirk. We've <laughs> braved it. about I him. I
0: love it. We've been we've been harping him since before the draft, I think.
1: I mean, Jacksonville looks phenomenal. Trevor hey. Lawrence, twenty five of thirty, two thirty five and two. And the Colts, I know they're missing Shaq Leonard, sure, but I mean, this is a professional defense and yep. they gave that up. They didn't even score a point. Right. Is yes. this a this is more of a moral win for Jacksonville, I guess, but still. You know what's funny is the comment that we had
2: on one of our previous episodes was with Christian Kirk, we talked about the twelve targets and the big thing I I, I think I'm I don't know who said it, but we talked about like you could take away three to four of those targets.
0: How about take away six of those yeah, targets? Take away half. Still catch as many balls and then do the two touchdowns yeah. as well. <laughs> so it's the a- touchdowns
2: definitely were huge, but yeah, that's if, that, if you get that type of stat line, a minimum of six catches from him every week, okay. he may not put up the two touchdowns on a weekly basis, but he's probably going to get you
1: over 17. They're right. going to have to put up points against the Chargers too, so expect another big week.
0: Yep, yeah. it'll and be fine. 17 is his floor. Like, Yeah, you're ecstatic with that. You exactly. if, <laughs> if you
2: have Christian Kirk, this would be the time to sell him as high as you can. But on the other end of that, you do want to try to get him before he pops off and is really
1: considered, you know, one of the top, top wide receivers. Rest of season, do you think he finishes, you know, as a top 10 wide receiver? At this no, pace, I think seven. he's a top 20. Oh, yeah. That's I'm sticking yeah, to 10 that. 10 is tough,
0: but I'm good with 20. I'm maybe. sticking with my Daniel. top 20 prediction. I'll go top 15 that's very too. realistic.
1: I think the PPR is going to be there. He's going to be like a Brandon Cooks, mm. maybe heavy, Right. <laughs> to
0: be honest. Right. Who's our next guy? Yeah, I'm going to go the monster performance from last night, Jalen Hurts, 33 yep. points, 57 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Jalen He's hurts. unbelievable. Jalen he, hurts we the that hurt defense yeah. very, <laughs> very badly. That hurt. He was the defense was hurting. So, and I
2: think that answered a lot of questions yeah. for us. We were really kind of on the fence about Jalen Hurts, and I think the potential for it, this season was very sky high, especially with adding you know yeah. AJ Brown. Right. But the efficiency now, was
1: there last night.
2: Yeah, and we see it what he does with his legs. That that goal, you know, the touchdown he had on the, with his legs, that was incredible. The Both way he on the goal line, body. he was
1: running people over like a running back.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, he is right now. He's quarterback three, and he has one throwing touchdown and one throwing interception. That's a Jaylen and he's quarterback experience. three. Like, like he's legit becoming like a Lamar with a stronger body and a little bit better thrower. Probably not the rusher, obviously, but like, my gosh, like this dude's getting multiple goal line touches.
1: At this rate, the only guy who I'm starting over him at quarterback, rest of the season. Lamar or Josh Allen, sure. But I mean, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, and then the rest of the NFC East. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I love that schedule.
0: Yeah. And he was the guy before the season started as my guy to keep an eye on. And he he kept your eye on him. That's for sure. He's really starting to prove me to a point where I'm, I believe in him. So Sandy, who's your last guy?
2: My last guys are Shad Bateman. Hmm? And Big play, Bateman. He is a big play dependent guy, but I'm feeling more and more confident each week that Lamar looks at him like I think he wished Hollywood Brown would have been. Mm -hmm. I think he's a little bit more sure hands on those deep routes. And what I love about it, he looks good. He looks confident. He looks like a true wide receiver, one in that offense. And I should only see that continue. That trend will
1: continue. I want to see his snaps go up. That's my only thing. And when that happens, he's already getting five, seven targets a game. Right. Get that up to 10, and you're going to have a guy who's going to have the consistency with the big plays.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that first week he got salvaged by a touchdown, but like he still had, he still was taking deep shots, which is important Right. Um, for a player like this. And like you said, if he maybe gets up to that 75% snap rate and sees eight to ten targets and he's still getting one to two deep bombs, then he's going to be a safe play.
1: 27 yards a catch. Lamar needs him to be that guy.
0: That
2: Ravens offense needs him to be that guy. They don't have a ton of options on their receiving course. I mean,
0: outside of, you know, check downs to Mark Andrews, like they literally have – and, I mean, Duvernay's had some some work, but that kick return. That's another guy to keep an
2: eye on. You know, he had the kick return, but – you know, I, that, that receiving core, like I said, they're going to need Rashad Bateman to be mm-hmm. that guy, and I think he can very well be that guy.
1: Don't even look at the box score for the Ravens running backs. Oh, gosh. Don't even look at yeah. it.
2: Why would we do that? Yeah. That's just Lamar on, with his legs. That's all you need to know is, did Lamar run for 100 yards? Yes.
1: All right, move.
0: <laughs> Moving on.
1: All right, let's talk about the last stud of the week, and this is a little bit different. The whole entire Buccaneers defense. Oh,
0: man. First defensive stud. Exactly. Two
1: weeks boys. in a row.
2: Hey, shout out to our boy Mike uh, Mike Edwards,
0: Mr. Yep. Former mm-hmm. Kentucky Wildcat. Yes,
2: the fun stat, he's the only player in the NFL that's had a
0: three pick sixes in the past two seasons. That's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Six sacks three forced fumbles, yep. three interceptions and a touchdown. On the season, they have 10 sacks. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I felt like when I was watching that game on Red Zone,
2: every time I would see that game pop up, it was Jameis turning it over. And it was ridiculous. I I was playing the guy who had the Bucks defense, and I'm just like,
1: Lord, just let this game end. You <laughs> know,
2: I couldn't stand to watch it.
1: They're one of those, in fantasy, if you're going to have a stud defense like this, I mean... Go ahead and play them every week, yeah. even if they're going to play Green Bay and Kansas City, because right. they're going to get their sacks and yeah. they're going to hopefully limit these stud quarterbacks. Because we already talked about the Bucks, they're going to struggle. Yeah, they're going to need that defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they look they look incredible. Um, poor Jameis' back is broken, but mm. you know they they still look good. So he's got pain everywhere.
1: Uh, well, since we're a little already talking about pain, mm. who brought you guys some pain this week? Sandy, you want to start? That sigh. Oh, man. Dalvin, Dalvin, Dalvin. Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin. He's
2: starting Uh, to scare me a little bit. He is trending towards a guy that just isn't getting a lot of usage. You know, week one, we'll give him the pass. He had 20 attempts, 90 yards. Not great, not bad, but he did have five targets. He's being used. It's just he's not being effective. And we look at last night's game against Philly, yeah. Six a- six attempts, 17 yards. He did have six targets for four catches, but again, not a lot of yards. And yeah. that's scary. This is your franchise running back. They aren't using him. And I, I will say it's it's really shocking, too, because you look at that game. Justin Jefferson didn't go off. Right. right. Well, they looked awful. Didn't go off. Their offense was really weird, and I would have expected a guy like Dalvin Cook to really step up and take hold of that, and he didn't. They I mean, never have momentum. The,
0: that was the script, though. Um, obviously, they were down early, so they had to throw the ball, so they couldn't really run it a lot. But going back to that first week, I mean, 20 for 90 is what you expect from him. Serviceable. But you also want to see the goal line touches. And with with the right receiving core there, they're just going to throw it to them almost every time. And he's not seeing that goal line work that maybe he once did. And What's
2: really alarming is I thought there was a lot of talk about him being more involved in the passing game. He's still getting he five be. or six targets. Yeah, he he's just be. not
1: going anywhere with them. Yeah, right?
2: that's the issue I have. Is you got to be able to
1: do something with those targets, and if you're not, they're not going to keep giving you the ball. Okay, but the moment of truth is, how do you feel about him next week against Detroit?
2: I mean, he's a must start because yeah. of the name alone. So that's why it's such a that's that's why guys that carry that name, your Zeke Elliott, your Dalvin Cooks, those guys, you have to start them. Because every week they had that projection to go
1: off for 200 yards. Right. You I, know, I look so. at what the Eagles did to the Lions week one, and I have confidence in Dalvin against yeah, the Lions Yeah, I'm sure.
0: not to the point where I'm panicking on Dalvin. There is a guy that, that Nick has that I'm a little panicky on.
1: Derrick Henry? Yeah. I think we should all kind of panic. I mean, if he didn't score a touchdown last night, good God. Would have what would relevant. S- what a start to the season. He <laughs> would have had 10 total fantasy
0: points. Unbelievable. Yeah, take away that. He would have had four points last night. No, two. Two. Yeah, that absolutely. Re- it's scary. 14 for 25 it's yards. It's like they forgot
2: how to run their offense. You were talking about the Tennessee Titans, the previous number one seed in the NFL
1: AFC. He's 34 and for 107.
2: It's, it's it's really something that makes me
1: sick because he's the
2: best running back, true running back in the game, but they can't get him going.
0: No.
1: Well, the whole offense is looking awful without A.J. Brown. Traylon God. Burks isn't even playing, but when he's out there, he's fine. But in all actuality, is a Tannehill problem and the fact that they don't even they can't even threaten a team with right. passing the ball right now. So they can just load the box on Henry, and it's it might be brutal until right. they do something different. You know, trying to get anybody open.
2: Right. The thing is, they are a bruising team, and in order for a team like Tennessee to be successful, they have to stay on the field. They have to keep that defense their defense off but they have to keep their opponents on the field and that's the only way you're going to truly utilize the type of offense that involves Derrick Henry to a T.
0: he's starting to scare me and and in redraft league I would say it could be a decent time to try to buy really low on him but in Mm -hmm. dynasty what if you have him what can you do with him you You can't even trade him I mean he's 28 years old he's coming off an injury yeah you gotta hold for now I
2: mean you gotta hold and just much, oh. much like you, know, you said with Dalvin, I don't think I hit the panic button. Here's the thing. The NFL early in the season is going to be a lot more fresh. A lot of guys aren't hurt. Give it to week eight or so when injuries start yeah. to pile up. Mm-hmm. Then you might see a guy like Derrick Henry start to you know run over somebody's depleted defenses. So yeah. give him a chance. I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet, but it is, it is scary
0: right now. So between those two for the rest of the year, who are you taking, Cook Dalvin. or Dalvin? Wow.
1: Oh, he's going to catch more passes, so his floor, I think, is higher. But I also think Henry, week 13 on, is going to be running back one. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, look forward to that if you do want to trade for him. So, I agree with you, Jake.
0: Sure. Yeah, my first guy who is, talk about, you know, some of the best runners in the game, JT, John Taylor, mean easily seven points, but God, that... That game was just ridiculous. Well, he had zero
1: in the first half, right? Yeah, yeah it was I
0: mean, a fluke. He just, and I do think it's a fluke. I'm clearly we're not panicking on him. He had 28 points the first week, so he's I'm not panic territory. It was just disappointing to see him. Oh yeah, against you, a game that we thought that they could have ran over them and they didn't.
2: You never want to see the fantasy draft one one player right go for under 10, under 10 ever, yeah. especially seven. In a, t- in a game that you got shut out in.
1: Right. Yeah, well, it didn't even get 10 rushing attempts. It got nine rushing attempts against Jacksonville. Very disappointing. But they're going to have to use them to grind out any any yeah. chance against Kansas City. So, yeah. if they can't get that done, uh, I mean, it could be he could be in for a rough couple of weeks here. Because yeah. Matt Ryan looks terrible, and if Pittman's not there. Yeah, and we'll talk about the Colts later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we we're just opening a can of worms, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Who's the guy you're worried about next, Andy?
2: Chase Edmonds. Yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed. Mm. I was really high on him to start the year. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure he would have been a guy that would have came in. Like, I was never expecting him to, to come out with, you know, 15, 20 points a week. But I did expect him to consistently get me, you know, anywhere from 10 to 14. You know, right. that that reliable four, four to six targets a game, get me 40 yards on the ground. Maybe a touchdown here
1: and there. I'm just not seeing it so far. No. He's well, being out-targeted and out-carried by Raheem Mostert.
0: Yeah, but that's scary. I mean, especially in this in this improved offense and the game that was a, a shootout, to see him get 51% of the snaps and five carries, that is horrific.
2: And it was a very pass-heavy game, so I don't want to jump the ship and say, you know, again, these are these might be a little overreaction, you know, a little bit of an overreaction, last couple
0: guys. Uh, no, but this is so dubs. Far. This is this is this is yeah. a week 2 dub. Exactly. This isn't what they're going to do or what they have. Exactly. This is this week did they disappoint you and he did. Chase
2: Edmonds, out of the 3 that we've just talked about so far is probably the one that does scare me a little bit more because he oh, didn't yeah. come in with the pedigree yeah. to back himself up. This was the offense that he was supposed to be right. the focal point of.
0: Right. Yeah, they paid him big.
2: Now, I do like the stretch, you know, get outside of those first four games, that stretch where you know, you have you're going against the Jets. Mm.
1: Vikings, Steelers, Lions, and Bears. Oh yeah. Oh my. He's gonna have his days. <laughs> that's for sure. But I mean if Mostert's in his way, Mustard's never been healthy. So right, I mean we right. really how how much can we count on either of these guys right now? Right. So I mean don't don't panic yet, but yeah. a guy a guy who I'm gonna call a dud this week, Christian McCaffrey. The reason I'm calling it a dud is really because we're gonna talk about the Panthers later anyway, but he's only getting twenty opportunities a game.
0: Right, our 1-1 one, one, and 1-2 one, are, are out here yep. that are low-key a little bit disappointing so far. It's and the targets is scaring me. Only five, five. I mean, only five for a running back isn't bad, but for Christian McCaffrey.
2: And he's done about the same with each of those. You know, both games been pretty yeah. much virtually identical. No Four for 25
1: plays. is his average receiving right now.
2: Which, like you said, you know, am I ever going to be mad at a 15 or more <laughs> right. performance? No, Not really. but when, I, when he's your first or second fantasy pick overall right. you're a little bit alarmed because this is a guy that you want
1: to be able to get you 18 to 25 a week this is a guy who has averaged 30 a game before twice
0: i do like the yards per carry i mean 6.8 yards per carry is insane a 50 yard run was very beneficial yeah with that. But yeah so outside of the one huge play um and obviously not even close to, to panicking on him up. I do like that his snap count went up from 81 to 91, so maybe we see, Thank that, we see that start trending in that 90 every week.
2: It's just sad when you know a guy who puts up 16, we're considering that a dud. Yeah. Right? The
0: main problem with the Panthers we will talk about right. later. Yep. CMC is just the afterproduct right. of it. The byproduct. Yeah, my next guy is going to be in an amazing offense. TJ Hawkinson's been – I'm going to throw another tight end out there. Just He's been kind of a bum both weeks. Right. Mm. Three for that's seven, strong 26 yards Three for seven. I mean, I like the seven targets, but like for this offense, why is he not seeing some red zone looks? It's because they, they love St. Brown. <laughs> they, and they love Jamal Williams. This, this yeah. There's
2: just, that's the that's the situation, the same issue you run into when you do have a prolific offense. Tight ends might have had more usage when you took away one or two of those targets, but now that they're there, and it's only
1: going to get worse for him, I feel like for Jameson. I don't think it gets worse for anybody else. But Hawkinson. Hawkinson, you're never going to know when that big week is going to happen, when he's going to have that huge game. But if he's only getting seven targets, you're just relying on him getting a touchdown, yeah, and really? he falls into the pack of the rest of the tight ends.
0: I mean, he was the fifth overall tight end in 2020 and obviously a little injured last year. But right. I don't know if he's going to get back there again.
1: I don't think so. Well, not not that's with Amon Raw right. in this rise. And then Jamison Williams definitely is not going to help. Yeah, so because they're going to have
2: more emphasis on the run game with a guy like Swift. Yep. It's it's a scary situation if you were to have drafted TJ, yeah. you know, relatively high. When I say high, you know, in our league, he went around the seventh round, which that, that's about what you would have
1: predicted. You know, I think realistically, moving forward, he probably doesn't even get drafted. Well, There's a talent problem
0: that him and Kittle have, and it's mm. that
1: they're so good at blocking. Mm. And Pitts is it's wrong with Pitts, too. We'll talk about him later. Right. but
0: Yeah, and I think, like, going back to that a little bit, it scares me the most is for the people that bought him in 2020 in like dynasty leagues. Cause oh, he yeah. was 22 years old coming off a top five season He's and immovable. you bought him. And now you're like, Ugh. we all thought that he was
2: just going to continue that trend. Yeah. And I mean, the, he
0: thought what we thought what Kyle Pitts was going to be almost not maybe as explosive, his, but
2: his biggest issue is the system around him. He could be a lot more utilized, but like Nick said, you know, it's the blocking aspect. He's so good at that. In an offense that's explosive now likes to take big shots. Unfortunately, he's not going to be the, the you know, target end of that big shot. He's going to be the guy that's going to protect that quarterback or protect the, you know, the guys who get the ball.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to be the check down guy. And, you know, Jared Goff isn't using it right now. Now we're going to double up on some Falcons. So this one could be a little quicker. Cordell mm-hmm. Patterson, zero receptions. That's the first and only problem. Because in terms of his attempts, he had 10 carries. I'm not going to ask for any more than that. But if he's not going to get five for
0: 30 in a touchdown, potentially every week. And against in a game where they were down huge early and they should have been passing the ball and Mariota should be checking down the ball to him, and he didn't, concerning.
2: Yeah, Cordero, he comes off Monster week, and I think this was one of our, you know, be careful about. He is a must start just because you know that potential for usage but he's a guy you can't ever guarantee, you know, it's going to really depend on the matchup. I didn't like it going into it because I thought the Rams would do a good job at stopping him. Mm -hmm. Do I say against Seattle to change that narrative? No. Right. They have a good defense, but it'll be a little bit different. That game will be a lot slower of a pace
1: because these offenses are really anemic. Do you think the tight end (laughs) 35 is going to have a good game against Seattle?
2: Ooh, they need to get him going. This is ridiculous. That's another. He has literally, has he caught only one touchdown in his career? In his career, yeah. Two for
1: 19 in back-to-back weeks. 10 targets total. I mean, it's truly disgusting, their usage.
2: I just think about one play in particular. They run a slant, him and Drake London. One of the touchdown passes to Drake London. You had Kyle Pitts. You could have gone either of those guys if you threw a little bit higher into the back of the end zone. You had Kyle Pitts. It's a decision thing.
0: Yeah. Do you? You
2: always got to go with the first option in that and the in the you know easiest option. Right. Kyle Pitts, unfortunately, if they're running those similar type of routes, he and he's the outside man. I have a hard time seeing him getting those. He they have to single coverage, one you know man on one on one and those kind of like deep fades. I see him doing well but they don't run those
1: well they they had a play where he was the blocker and they targeted the or the fullback on a uh, slant in the red zone as well so it's Mm -hmm. really just gross all the way around in Atlanta
0: it's foul and I mean he has too much talent like you're saying use him on a slant in the red zone use him down the field on a seam against a linebacker he is a mismatch anywhere and to see that Mariota already has more chemistry with with Drake London that's what scares me he's not even looking to give Pitts the ball it's a coaching problem. It's yep. definitely, it
1: falls back on the coach. You got to make sure your best players are getting the ball when they need it. Give him a handoff if you have to. Right. Good yeah. Lord.
0: Yeah. Jet sweep with a, with a tight end. He could probably take it five, six yards. Absolutely.
2: One last dud, Jake. Who is it?
0: Yeah. So my last dud, <laughs> which we don't even have to talk about this much because hopefully you are never starting this man, is Ryan Tannehill. Point nine. <laughs> Point nine fantasy points. He's it's awful. It's laughable.
2: Right now. That game was laughable. By the end of the third quarter, the fact that the Titans straight up threw the white flag, they pulled their whole first team out because they <laughs> already took the L. Mm-hmm. When it, like this is the NFL, you don't quit yeah. until the get end of the right. game. And that said a lot for me about that Titans team. You know, we were worried about the regression. I said it was coming.
1: Tannehill might be out of a job sooner and later. Vrabel's a good coach. He's not going to let the team fall into, you know, absolute hell with Ryan Tannehill. He'll go to Malik Wills, and we'll see some sort of weird running offense with Wills and Henry. I mean, sooner than later. Hmm, if this might this keeps be up. this might
0: be our best prediction. I called they're missing the playoffs, but, and Sandy said uh, week ten, Malik Willis 10 take Malik over as starting you. QB. Does it, that
1: come true? It looks like it might be it week like four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right.
0: Week three. It looks like it could be. No- and like I said, hopefully now in maybe fourteen team leagues, maybe you had to start him, but hopefully you're never starting Ryan Tannehill ever. Yeah,
1: I feel bad for those who do. Yeah, right. Is that it for all the duds? Thank I believe so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's get on to a little something a little more. I want to say fun, but then you look at the matchup, and this matchup is just... It's uh, atrocious. It's a, it's, it's a snooze fest on Thursday night. Trubisky. Steelers versus Browns. Trubisky I don't know if percent. it's a
2: snooze fest because those teams hate each other, and that alone is going to make <laughs> yeah, you want to watch true. it.
0: It'll be fun for the animosity, but the actual football aspect could be ugly.
1: Any helmets getting thrown? I hope not. Good Lord. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Who do you guys think wins this game? I'm going to have to say the Browns. Where is this? Is this at Cleveland? Uh, let's find it. I'm going to go Browns too, no matter where the game is, but let's find out where they are.
2: It's in Cleveland. Okay. No, is it? Where is it?
1: Where? it's in. It? there are minus four. Yeah, it's in first energy Cleveland. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's in Cleveland, and the over-under is 39. Cleveland mm-hmm. is a four-and-a-half point favorite as well.
2: They're yeah. going to come off an angry, you know, tough choke of, of a game. <laughs> and it, the fact that on top of it you get to play your division rival, mm-hmm. hated rival at that yeah. at home. I'll but go they, clean
0: sweep. I'll go clean, clean sweep with, with the Browns It's as a sad day when I
2: can't even like my own team in these matchups. I said the Patriots might win last week. And, I, you know, I, just, I can't look at any matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers and think that it's a win. Until that offense shows me something, until Najee Harris gets going – I just – I can't look at them and say, you know, they're going to be I – mean, I can't look at them confidently.
0: Well, that's uh, that's one of our talking points. Let's jump right into that. How confident are we in Najee Harris, who most people took in as a top eight pick, at least a first rounder? Over, he, under, he's like 55 yards. He's like pretty bad. I would so like far. to
2: take the over on this. It's just I can't see it yet. It hasn't happened. Right. Until I see it, I just – I feel like because of the fact this game will be a big one – the defense should step up a little bit more i just don't know if it happens this week
0: no the the six targets last week i like a lot um but still 10 points and 13 points for a guy you drafted you know probably top 10 his yards per carry is what scares me that offensive line obviously we knew wasn't going to be great going in but there just there's no holes for him i mean he's getting stopped in the backfield 2. almost 8. every run
2: Best case scenario for this game: Najee goes for over 88 yards and a touchdown, and Mitch Trubisky actually throws mm-hmm. a touchdown or two. Right. Worst case scenario: Pittsburgh can't get the offense going. Najee gets held to under 50 yards, and the Browns' running game, because Steelers have had a bad history with their tackling. The linebacking right. core, you know, which I will say they improved with getting Miles Jack. I just don't know if it improved enough to slow down the two-headed monster, Nick Chubb and Kareem
0: Hunt. Who scores more, Najee or Nick or Kareem Hunt? Excuse me,
1: Najee or Kareem Hunt? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is one of those, uh, it feels like you should take Najee Harris just because he's the team's one. Nick Chubb had three touchdowns last week. I'm I going Kareem, Kareem Hunt. getting a touchdown. It's Kareem Hunt's week because it's, it's going to be hug. the offense. Yeah. It's going to yeah.
2: be them. Yeah. They're going to go back and forth. One week's going to be Nick Chubb. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. week's going to be Kareem Hunt. I want to say Nick Chubb's a guy I expect to have a bigger game, but it's the expectations. I don't think sure. it realistically happens, but I
1: expect it to happen. Who has a better game between those two? I mean, really, in terms of yardage. 80 yards for both guys. Which one hits it? Chubb? Probably. Chubb yeah, will Chubb, probably yeah. hit it because, again,
2: it. it goes back to the tackling on the Steelers' well, deal.
0: And the the Browns' offensive line is just so yeah. much better.
2: No T.J. Watt. Yep. It's just there's nothing that's going to go into this game that makes me feel confident as a Steelers fan that's – gonna provide me comfort in thinking that this could be a winnable game yep. that's right
0: speaking of uh, another wishy-washy guy Amari Cooper and let me just go out and go ahead and say this I hate this man he literally scored 25 points against me caused <laughs> me to lose my matchup <laughs> nine for 100 Rohan, and a hundred and we literally and we said before the season he's how old is this man now 28 28 and he has never played a consistent year in his life. It's always back. Don't and forth. worry, he will only go for like 7 points this week. Absolutely. If that, if that. I think he I think he maybe catches like one or two passes this week.
2: It's just we we know he's never consistent. He's going to have that 25 point point performance. That might very well be his season high. It should be. Yep, it it should, should be and it probably will be. But who knows? You know, they actually used him 9 of 10 targets and 81% of the snap count. It yeah. could we, be even higher. Who do we
1: like more right now, Claypool or Cooper?
2: Oh, that Probably. one I'm going to say Claypool.
0: Or excuse me, Probably Cooper. Cooper yeah. I'll go Cooper. Yeah. Deontay only, I like more. Deontay I like yeah. more, yeah. I, I like right. Cooper on that more.
1: Okay, so what else do we want to talk about with this Browns game? We think the Browns are going to win, Steelers yeah. suck. Is that where yeah. we are? I, mean, I, I think I think anymore. both yep. these teams are not
0: great, but yeah, I think the Browns at home, just a slight advantage. Thank God advantage.
1: this is a Thursday night game. Get this out of the way real yeah. quick. I do love Amazon Prime's Thursday night <laughs> stuff, by the way. I love the presentation. I how, like it because I have it. How
0: do we like right. those, those? Just a little throwback real quick. I like the two two games on Monday format. Let's just go three we games on Monday and no Thursday night games.
2: I'd be all for that. No, nah, not three games. Three is too much. <laughs> two is a perfect amount because it makes it even more interesting. If I anything, think you need if you to keep do it back- to-back, not just, overlapping. Yeah let's just, start just one keep a 7:15
1: start time. Yes, please. That would be please. the best thing that could happen the Monday night. Right. That was the quickest game ever, right? The bills and Titans. Uh, so, I mean, it literally uh, was over. It was what, quick like because of the hours? fact that they gave yeah. up after third quarter. That, that, that's pretty much what did it. Very foul. You guys want to talk about some teams that were panicked about?
0: Yeah, and this is this is real life panic. And there's multiple teams in this in this area that started either O and two or, you know, a team that, that I'm going to talk about O one and one, which is maybe the uh, most ugly ugliest record, ever. record you could have. And when you look at the two opponents they've played, two interdivisional. We go in there week one. We're like they are going to steamroll Houston. Yeah, they should have lost that game.
2: Two out of the three of these teams we're about to mention are teams
1: that we've all thought could be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. All three of these teams got a new quarterback.
0: Yep. And we thought, I mean, going into the season, I thought the Colts were pretty much a lock for for that division. I mean, I think most of us thought that. They Why wouldn't be. they be?
1: They have the best roster. Right.
2: They just hadn't met the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: And like we <laughs> get, at, at, in Jacksonville, specifically, where they have not won in years. It's a death sentence for the Colts to go to Jacksonville. Right. But, and you know... I kind of wasn't on a huge Matt Ryan hi- hype train. I didn't think he was going to go in there and lead them to a Super Bowl. Right now, are you taking Year One Philip Rivers or Year One Matt or Matt Ryan? Obviously, Philip Rivers. Right, Phillip Rivers was Rivers. better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt, so far Matt Ryan hasn't shown me anything. Yeah, he doesn't show me that he can lead them to a Super Bowl. I mean,
2: I think his one argument was the fact no Michael Pittman. That's the only thing you can argue for that, and right. that's it.
1: Outside of that, he did not look good. It's a coaching problem, too, because they never got Jonathan Taylor going, and that's literally the heart
0: of the offense. Right. But To to basically lose to those two teams, I'm going to count that first one as a loss. They should have lost, and they only tied. To lose to those two teams, and this is a team we thought should have been a lock for this, it's just I'm starting to – I'm maybe not completely going to panic 100%. But my panic meter is at an eight out of ten. For Are you them? gonna panic if they get smoked against the Chiefs this week? At uh, home? Oh, if, if they yeah. get blown out, if they put up another goose egg, yeah. then I am I'm fully on off that train. They could end up Zero. finishing bottom
1: three if they do that.
0: Zero oh, yeah. points against Jacksonville.
1: They could use the top ten pick and get a quarterback right. finally. Ooh, right. And quit going with the old guys. Yeah.
2: That's, that's nice. They're in limbo mode right now. Where's your team, Sandy?
1: Let's ride.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I love that. It's the Denver Broncos. They should have lost that game. They looked atrocious.
2: And I also think this is more on the coaching. I look at, I just don't feel like they have full confidence yet in Russell Wilson. They have the talent around him. This also is a weird receiving core. You know, I don't think it's as talented as what Seattle offered him. Definitely not.
1: The offensive line should be better. Right. And the defense is not even as good. I'll take note that Judy got hurt in this game, right. but did anyone else see the video of Russell Wilson's feet this whole game? Like how he was moving around the pocket.
0: He was Is, dancing. I mean, 14 of 31? That's awful. That's the worst mark of his career.
1: He looked terrible. He was off the mark on over half of his throws. Literally, it wasn't there, guys getting drops or no,
0: defensive backs making plays. There was a point plays.
2: he was 6 of 20. Yep. Yeah,
0: and my, 90 yards. My boy, I'm holding on because I literally have three of them in, in Amish League. Courtland Sutton did do his job, and I still like Javante. But this offense, right now, it just looks horrible They horrifying. need a hero. It looks horrifying. and do <laughs> need a hero. Until <laughs> Russell Wilson steps up, and I honestly thought this defense was going to be a little bit better because we're so used to amazing Broncos defenses mm-hmm. over the last five, ten years.
1: Well, they have Andrew Beck, right? <laughs> oh,
0: <gosh. laughs> they have Andrew Don't Beck, right? They want to use him. right? I think it's
1: another issue with coaching. I mean, right. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know what play he wants to call
0: Ever. Right. How about a 64 yard field goal? Uh, it's just the fact uh, that uh, you
2: win the g- They do win the game. I don't want to look yeah. at them and panic yet because they do win that ball game 16 to 9. That's the most pathetic stat line to win a ball game against Houston a- against yeah. the 0 1 and 1 team. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's just, it didn't impress me whatsoever. Week one, you get beat, which we did kind of feel like that could happen. So, again, you know, it's another team. I'm not ready to hit the panic uh, button. What's the panic meter out of 10 it's, for you? Right now, it's I'm probably about a seven. I was going to
0: say eight as well. This offense horrifies me right now. It's,
2: it needs to get going, and it, that's what's going to happen, though. Like you said, it's a new quarterback. You, he has to find his legs there. The coaching staff has to have the you know, belief in him. And, you know, those things take time. Is it going to happen this year? I
1: think at a certain point it will, but it might be too late. And there's going to definitely be a theme with all three teams we're talking about. And in my opinion, it is coaching because Mm. Carolina looks awful. (sighs) Baker Mayfield looks terrible. They're not using McCaffrey. Mm. DJ Moore has done nothing. He had a touchdown salvage his whole game last week.
0: Right. Yeah. The offense looks horrible. The defense looks about what they normally are and. Uh, There's also a theme with all three slash four of these that we mentioned. Outside of Russell Wilson, who I think could get there, the quarterbacks have all been way subpar.
1: Yeah, and everybody had high expectations going in for Matt Ryan. Baker, not as much, but with
0: Baker. Definitely with Russell. Yeah, with Russell. Russell. And even, even to Baker's, like, to fairness to him, like I went in saying this was going to be the best quarterback that McCaffrey's ever had, which isn't saying a lot. But yeah. I kind of thought maybe he was going to be a little bit better than what we thought. What he we've looks, seen,
1: he looks worse than Kyle Allen did. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that I can think <laughs> of when I watch Panthers mm. games, and that's as bad as it's ever going to get. Right,
2: I do like look for them to possibly try to get it going. I mean, Week Three, who do they got? The Saints.
0: Yeah, Ugh. it's probably an L, even with a broken back, Jameis. It's Winston. just right.
2: The thing that they're going to struggle with is any good defense.
1: They're going to struggle against any team. I mean,
2: week one, they played the Giants. Right. (laughs) Are they in the same boat as the Colts where it's like if they just lose out, are they just going to take another quarterback in the draft? They should. Yeah. Oh, my God, they should. They
0: they didn't have the expectations with either of the two teams we mentioned going into the year, but I don't think – I didn't see them being this bad. This is. They look terrible.
1: Baker is. It, I mean, it's so disappointing. It's hard to watch them play. It is.
0: Where's the panic meter on
2: this
1: team? Oh, a ten.
0: I'm at a legit ten. Yeah. I'm at ten. Because I don't think they they win more than more than four games. This, this is year. a
1: number one pick looking team right here. Yep. Where this would you is, rank these three? This teams? is more of what we thought the Giants would be. Where are you putting these three teams in an order? In order, worst to best,
0: or highest panic? Where I think they will finish. Yeah. In the standings, Carolina, I think Carolina Colts, Broncos. Yep. I'm I'm in agreement. But yeah, I can say that. I would could almost flip the Broncos and Colts just cuz the Broncos have the, one of the most brutal schedules and the Colts get the, you know, a pretty bad division. So exactly. maybe the Colts get it going and win some because the Broncos have to play the AFC West two times. That is true. And that's scary.
2: But when those games start to pick up and those become more do-or-die situations, that's what will make that team. You know, Russell Wilson lives for those. Yeah. So, you know, that'll be the test. At that point is when I'll raise my panic meter, if they get blown
1: out or if they just look absolutely ugly still. Are they going to beat San Francisco this week? Sunday night football. (sighs) With Jimmy Garoppolo under the helm? I'm going 49ers. They need a win. Oh, yeah. 49ers are one and one but I mean... They lost to the Bears in Who the wants it more monsoon. Who wants this game more? Right. I would hope that Russell Wilson. You would does. think
0: the Broncos should because now the forty nine ers are kind of back to square one with can Jimmy G lead us back again? Which he probably will. They'll probably still win somehow nine games and go back to the playoffs, but <laughs> but they're not gonna go further than the first second round unless they come up against the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, something's gonna have to change in terms of the play calling.
0: Yeah. Uh last team I think we we're all in agreement here. This isn't any specific one. Then we talked about them a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. That's And awesome. this is a full 10. This is a full 10 for me. Yep. It's a back-to-back 10. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans.
2: Titans. Absolutely 10. I'm majorly on the panic button because there's not just one part of the game that sucks. It's every part. Your I mean, de- your I, defense, defense got slashed all game. Their
0: defense I actually had a lot of um a lot of faith in going into the year because that they that game against ton. Cincinnati, they looked incredible, and they didn't lose a lot, but they did lose Landry, um, which I think hurts them a lot. So their defense, I think, is still good, but it's maybe the worst offense in the league right now.
1: They have great safeties, but terrible corners. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a recipe for failure. Right? Who do you think wins that game, Raiders or Titans?
0: Raiders. Got to be Raiders. Hopefully. and They need to get on owing, the board. They're 2 which Both. is that game was, was another the Raiders, wild one. But. We
2: don't even want to talk about because the Raiders lose. They choke. But they played two very good teams. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tennessee. They did play Buffalo. Yeah. Besides Buffalo, Giants and the Giants. Giants. The thing is, had they beat the Giants and done this against Buffalo, would my panic meter be as high? No. Right. It's the fact you go zero and two, and you get absolutely blown out no.
0: and there's a couple other teams you could have mentioned obviously the Bengals have disappointed Owen two and the raiders have disappointed at 0 and two they're at like a, a panic meter four because i think those mm-hmm. both have such good offenses that i can see that turning around for them i'm not panicked on them at yet, least a
1: mediocrity for the Bengals. yeah
0: i mean at yeah. least get back for both of those teams try to get back to nine eight to eight to ten wins and make the playoffs which i think both of them can so not panicked on them yet but those four that we mentioned they're all above a seven panic level for me
1: Okay, I like it. Well, you think that'll be it for today, guys? Um, Do we want to go over one more thing? And that's kind of in
2: our own personal fantasy league. We had a major shakeup, some good and some bad, some really bad, and led to the roster change that we're seeing now. I was involved in both of these. (laughs) Yeah, a couple huge trades.
1: I ended up going after Cooper Cup for a bag of chips. Yep. People who listened to the last episode, we had that conversation yep. literally at the end. Like, that, I mean, it was put on
2: the trade block, and within five minutes, he was on my team. Yeah. The deal got done
1: real quick. And real upset. It made a lot of people unhappy enough to where there was, there was a lot of uh, backlash to There was it. some animosity to everybody involved. Really, everybody involved was mad at each other.
2: I'm, don't worry. I made it all right in the world. I traded him away today.
1: Who'd you get back?
2: So let's go ahead first. Keep in mind, people, this would never be a trade on the other end I would make. The first trade, just to kind of put into perspective how this happened, I had gotten Cooper Cup, and I traded away Christian Kirk, Ken Walker, a 2025 first-rounder and a 2024 first-rounder of someone, you know, who his team isn't quite there yet, so it may be a better pick than others. So it wasn't a lot. In the metrics, they proved it otherwise, even though on paper none of us agreed with it, but that was how I got Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, when you put it into a dynasty trade analyzer, it doesn't like the trade. No. It it thinks that the side that got Kirk won, but in my opinion, in every deal, who got the best player, that yeah. team won.
0: And like Sandy, once he gets him, is basically... Basically, I mean, there's things that can happen. Is guaranteeing another championship I mean, with the roster that How many points did you has. score at Dynasty this week?
1: I put up a whopping
2: 222 points. Good Lord. And keep in mind, for this week, I got to roll out with my receiving core, led by Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and Jamar Chase. And then and they also had Michael Thomas. Well, yeah, what a week.
0: Yeah, what a week. So a bas- and basically, what you did was turn... This so basically, morning, you turned... I want to go back to this. You went you turned Christian Kirk, Ken Walker, which I mean, I I like both of those players and let's see what were the picks a 2025
1: overall? pick in 2024. I was, but you yeah. got
0: back a 1 a 2 a 2. So you turned those two players into AJ Brown and a second round pick,
2: two second rounds and a first. first.
0: But minus the two first that you gave up. Oh, to get him, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking about just what you got in return, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good, that's a good for me. And it balanced the league game. out. Yeah. I
2: think it ended a lot of the the talks the end of Aussie. Because I did I shook on a deal with, with Nick. I said, yeah, all right, if I put up a league high and I put up over
1: 220, I will put uh Cooper Cup right back on the trade block. He wanted the all-time scoring record in yeah. Dynasty and he got it. He did a good job. Well, and, and
0: now like Sal immediately rockets back up into where he already was was top three is U three but then now he's probably has to be the favorite for this year <sighs> he's He gave up tight. a lot he
1: I gave up a premium a, for it's yeah, definitely a, a two or three horse race at yeah. this point i'm trying right. not to fall out and i got and i thought i was loaded with mccaffrey barkley mahomes and jefferson but i mean you are but... these other teams are they're scaring the life out of me i still have the all-time wins that makes me happy
3: yeah <laughs>
2: that's
1: fine I'm, I'm catching up for dynasty that's why that's why we play the game Oh man, is it fun. Everybody should join a dynasty league right. if you haven't already in any sport, whatever you want. If
2: you're going to join it though, make sure you care about it.
1: Yeah. If you don't care about it, it's no fun for everybody else involved. Right. And it, it really can, it could be an issue, but if you're invested in it and everybody else is, and it's, it's more fun in my opinion than a redraft or a keeper league.
2: Mm. Yeah. Cause it really puts your GM skills to the test. Can you build a team? Can you make you know, logical trades. Can you think about your future to a point where you're not giving up your current, but where you also, if you're putting yourself in a position to win, are you sacrificing everything? You know, redraft, it evens the playing field on a yearly basis, but mm-hmm. a dynasty, it really tells you who the best managers are, you know, over time.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Put your skills to the test, baby. And that's what this podcast is for. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us at the ball bros pod and ball bros podcast all over social media, social media, Hopefully we're gonna have a couple more months of good videos, right? Or episodes. Hopefully a couple more than just hopefully a couple more years, maybe
2: maybe more yeah. than a few months. Couple a couple
0: decades. A couple decades, maybe. A yeah. couple it going. centuries with our level of income and advancing technology, we could exactly. live to be 120, 122, no problem. And that's Night's nice reference.
1: That would be beautiful. And on that, thank you.
2: Thanks for listening in today. Check us out on our socials at the Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.